0: This is the Empowered Athlete Podcast, episode 32.
1: Hey there, you're with Kari and Paul on the Empowered Athlete Podcast, and today we are talking about how travel makes better sports teams and businesses. Sounds a little crazy, right? You'll find out.
0: All right, everyone, the 1230 Challenge, that's 12 months of 30-day challenges for the entire year. 2019 for Kari and I continues in April and this one is a special one for us. It has to do with the environment and taking care of it and making the world a better place and the way to do that is to avoid the use of single-use plastics. I personally think this might be the hardest challenge of the entire year as plastics are so invasive. They're in every part of our lives and in starting this challenge we know it is going to be tough so we're determined to make it happen here's what we're going to do we are committing to trying to not buy or bring any single-use plastics into our home make every effort to use something different than single-use plastic and if we have used any single-use plastics in the month we're going to collect it and post in the group a picture of everything that we use just to get a feel of what's really going on. Now, I've gone grocery shopping with Maeve recently our youngest and it was a massive challenge looking at things that we could buy that didn't involve plastic, so We're getting creative with bringing our own bags to the grocery store and special netted bags for all the produce. Looking at things that come in glass containers or jars and anything that's tin canned or in paper as well. So this is a massive one. Easy things that you can do. Use a reusable water bottle coffee cup. And if you do need a straw, make sure it's a metal one. So that is the challenge for April. Eliminate these of single-use plastics. Join the group in the show notes and help us make the world a better place.
2: We believe in natural products for ourselves and our family. That's right. I'm an essential oil addict. Paul, on the other hand, is a closet oil user.
0: All joking aside, essential oils have allowed a higher level of health in our home from bug repellent and cleaning to wound care, and with five kids in four different schools, flu prevention.
2: doTERRA essential oils are the only oils we use due to the highest quality and worldwide ethical sourcing. I have pretty high standards, as most of you know. My oils need to be consistent and work. For information on DIY recipes, go to mydoterra.com slash Kari Schneider. That's mydoterra.com slash Kari Schneider. And if you want me to come teach a wellness class for you, reach out to me at ks at empowerconditioning.com. That's ks at empowerconditioning.com.
1: Welcome to the Empowered Athlete Podcast, created to support athletes in their pursuit of excellence and inspire others toward
2: their best lives. Hosted by Kari Schneider, coach to top performers in sport and life, and Paul Durden, former national and professional volleyball player.
0: Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. It's Paul Durden here with Kari Schneider, and we're talking today about how travel makes for better teams. In sport and business, and makes life better. And the reason we're talking about this is that we have had the opportunity, we've been very fortunate to have the chance to see many corners of the world, not all of them, haven't been everywhere, but have been exposed to a number of different experiences which we strongly feel have brought a lot of value in other areas of our life and working with teams uh, in the business world and just in. Uh, day-to-day life and understanding all the people around us.
1: Can you list a few of the places that you've lived in, not just traveled to or visited, but just lived in? Where have you lived?
0: I have lived in England, Mm -hmm. I've lived in France and a couple different towns, Belgium, Germany, Turkey, Italy, Canada, Mm -hmm. And and spent enough time in the US that Feel like I could have lived there, and then we have a place in Mexico. So yep. I don't live there. I haven't had enough time there yet. So, where have those you are visited?
1: Where have you visited?
0: Don't have time. Long I, I, list. It, yeah, th- this I've would
1: turn into that song. What's uh, what's his name? I've been everywhere, man. Yeah, that one. Johnny Cash. By Johnny Cash. Yeah. Yeah. That would turn into that. So you've had extensive experience traveling.
0: Yeah, and obviously that's through you know playing sport with the national team. Professionally it's that's one of the amazing benefits of it is the chance to have paid travel everywhere So
1: I've always said that you have a a PhD in travel because in not in travel in a PhD in world experience Because you've experienced so many different cultures Not only um from a almost touristy standpoint, you know when you're going through a country because you're playing there but also from a um A resident standpoint because you're actually living somewhere in a region for an extended period of time so you've been immersed in different cultures and that has allowed you to really see what goes on what's if you have some impressions that way what's there for you Uh,
0: well just thinking about it uh, I would say that everywhere you go there's some things that are the same no matter where you go Uh Uh-huh. But everywhere you go, there's differences. They can be subtle or they can be extremely large. And, uh, you know, just as humans, there's things that are... Everybody needs to eat. Everybody wants a place to live. Yeah. Obviously. But uh, there are, you know, certain threads that tie us all together. But then there's also super cool differences that make the world so unique and exciting to to visit.
1: So my my friend was... um, his wife was visiting a, uh, visiting Dubai and apparently in Dubai right now they have an app there to have somebody show up and fill your car with gas. So that's the, that's the thing there right now is, is an app that someone shows up and so people immediately ask well how do you get them the keys or to open the tank or, or those types of things. And typically, apparently people are leaving the keys in the, in the car because it's a culture of such affluence that most people wouldn't be thinking of stealing someone else's car. And the punishment for something like that would be so massive that it's just a, it's a different way of thinking, you yeah. know? So it's, yeah. it's a completely different, it'd be a bit of a culture shock to learn or, or see something like that when we're unaccustomed and we have different rules around that kind of behavior, right? Yeah. So So that would be an example of just such a a different thing.
0: So you have the chance to travel a lot as well, though. So what's something that you've seen for somebody listening who hasn't had the chance to maybe get outside of Canada or North America?
1: Yeah, so um, I was going to give a couple little stories that just circled my perspective around, and one of them was uh, when I first moved away from from northwestern Ontario. So I had lived in Dryden, t- little town in northwestern Ontario. I lived in Sioux Lookout, even smaller town in northwestern Ontario. And further north, kind of one of those places that's the end of the road, and if you go further north, you're on a fly-in, fishing or fly-in reserve or, or fishing, or that's about all that's further north. And then from there, moved to... Minneapolis, St. Paul, and then came back to Canada and then went to live in Colorado for university for my first couple years. But in going to Colorado, I went to this town called Greeley, Colorado and University of Northern Colorado. And one of my first impressions was the stench. It was this unbelievable nice. <laughs> stench. I, I couldn't, I didn't know what it was at first, but I smelled it. And then you know, I thought I might have been driving through a certain area and passing through something, maybe a pig farm, or I I don't know, I don't know what it was. But it wasn't an earthy, farmy smell, you know, like horse manure or cow manure. It was a, it was a uh, something I'd never really put a label to before. And, uh, but upon arriving in my town, uh, then and speaking to locals and kind of finding out because it was pervasive it didn't go away it might have gotten stronger or weaker depending on the wind but it was kind of always there and i came to learn that there was a um a meat packing plant like a a, a uh, slaughterhouse a big one i think it was called i think it was monforts i think that was the name of the company but a really big factory and apparently the smell was the burning of the blood or whatever the waste products I don't know Hilarious. but it was nasty and and the kind of as a as a first year university student kind of a horrifying realization of it and then every once in a while when I had to drive out of town a certain direction I would be driving by just miles and miles of almost ruined land from where these cows were and the smell was so much stronger and i never really saw a factory or anything like that but i just had a really bad impression of it but it made me realize that it was very very similar to an impression that someone would come to the small town i mostly grew up in in dryden because it smells like like rotten eggs it smells like sulfur from the pulp and paper mill but the locals attribute that to the the common saying was it's the smell of money because they attribute and
0: and farmers will say that about manure manure.
1: bingo the smell of money because it's the jobs it's the secure jobs the you know they might want their kids to get a job at the mill or um have that good paying union position and it it made me look at it like oh you know i always wanted to find something different than that but I can understand why even though I might have a negative connotation at first but I can understand why it's such a staple for a community and something that people are almost protective of or or want to support in all kinds of ways and it just started to open my mind that this wasn't just Dryden this was in all sorts of communities everywhere there was their thing there that might seem like a like a ugly mark but was actually supporting a community or was you know feeding a community but in terms of changing so say the say the slaughterhouse went away or say the mill went away then what it takes it it takes an entire shift in understanding and perspective and um resourcefulness, it takes a a complete shift from an entire culture of generations who depended on this one thing versus, versus just you know making it right or wrong or making it the the bad thing because it produces pollution or the good thing because it produces jobs or it's, it's not a good thing or a bad thing it's a thing and we need to decide how to look at it in what works for everybody.
0: And and you were able to be in those situations, understand why people would live there and it, make right. that decision and put themselves in that type of environment and potentially be have a lot of pride in whatever they're producing in right. whatever city it is and what's exactly. being manufactured. It, so and it's it, a
1: it doesn't matter whether it's the you know the oil industry in Alberta or the or Texas or the. Um, or a mining industry, or a tourist industry, or whatever. But, you know, as a culture of that area, or of a country, or of a region, it's a matter of deciding whether this works for everybody, and how can it work for everybody, versus demonizing something to be right or wrong, or how could it work in a way that serves in a better way than it, it did before, or evolves a little bit, those types of things. Because I think as outsiders, we tend to come in and judge, and in that situation, I was an outsider coming in. It was so easy to judge and just be like, "This is disgusting," but then I realized this is the exact same thing as my hometown, and that's not how we think of it. Yeah, and that's the same thing for the locals there.
0: And you go in and get, and you're going in to get that understanding of it.
1: And mm-hmm.
0: you know, I have a similar story uh, of religious bent from playing in Turkey. So again, and again, we're talking about ta- travel today and and its benefits. And we'll spin it back to how it relates to teams, where we are now in teams business. and business. But again, just to give example of differences that uh, being in Turkey, it's a, a Muslim country. I was playing with players who were Muslim. Some had strong beliefs, some didn't. Just like here, you know, everyone does their thing. And what struck me was as an athlete, you're training you're eating, you're sleeping. Everything <laughs> is so important to a top performance. But during Ramadan, the there were several players on my team who weren't eating during the daylight hours. And at that time that was, you know, over 60% of the day. And mm-hmm. we had matches to play and training and yeah. they're only having the minimal amount of water. Yeah. And the Canadian non-Muslim me mm-hmm. thinks we're here for a job we've got to win you got to do everything you can to play well guys and yeah. i don't get it yeah but i can't have that view i had to seek to understand yeah. why they do it what it meant to them and getting that understanding allowed me to get to a place of being as supportive as i could for them with it and you know for some of the guys that was setting alarms to get up know right before sunrise to eat as much as they could and then go back yeah. to bed and yeah those sorts of things and just again putting aside my views and seeking to understand and yeah it was a powerful thing to to get over that
1: i remember that time and i remember how um the the season because many of the teams you're playing against were european as well for the european cup the whole schedule was set around more of a, a Christian holiday basis instead of a Muslim holiday basis so the coach who is also non-Muslim had set the holidays around that holiday and then there was this major, major Muslim holidays which were like it would be just as big if not bigger than Christmas or Easter for anyone in a, in a Christian background. And the coach, who was not Muslim, was having them practice through. And this would have been the biggest holiday of the year, like two or three days off. All businesses were shut down, everything like that. And he was asking this Turkish team to come in and practice. And they weren't getting any, any difference in their schedule. And, and it just created this dissonance, this... this um,
0: it's a bit of a rift
1: oh but my <laughs> gosh like yeah. if there was already you know if there's already a bit yeah. of animosity towards a coach from players yeah. sometimes especially when things get rough like that was that yeah. was rough yeah. <laughs> so
0: it gets back to the coach being new in that environment yeah you know, just just not understanding the significance of those certain days and yeah having to learn from it
1: right a, a different culture yeah um i remember going to uh especially the first year before I lived in Turkey, but I was going back and forth sometimes, bringing the kids to visit you or to visit you myself. And whenever we flew there, uh, we'd have to go through Munich. And in Munich, for the first time, and this would have been over, um, over 10 years ago, for the first time I was in a hotel room. We'd have to overnight in Munich. And uh, I was in this hotel room in a little town that was near the airport and i saw for the first time these motion detector lights in the hallways of the hotel room and the hotel was really nice and and i was noticing all these little differences because i was so curious i was like wow you know people rarely are walking through the hallways of a hotel and they're motion censored so they just turn off and save the energy and then i that caused me to notice other things about the town and anything from the doors to the lights to the windows to everything was tidy and tight, everything was structured differently, and here I am thinking, being from Canada and how we have these extreme temperatures and cold sh- swings to hot swings that you know, our, our building materials must be so efficient and this and that, and I, I went and looked at what they had going on and it, you know, it would put a lot of our buildings to shame and, and just the efficiency that they had going and you know, it, it kind of had me do uh, a 180 in thinking that oh, you know, we we really are a, a environmentally friendly country and we are very efficient and really to realize that we are so inefficient. We are so. Um, just we tend to use and use our resources because we have so much and we have such a great amount of space whereas so many other european areas are so much more efficient in how they use things how they build things because they don't have as much space right and it has to last they're building it to last for hundreds of years instead of 20 years (laughs) you know or 50 years (laughs) so i mean that was another 180 for me in in traveling and learning and and that kind of thing
0: and so I think the word you mentioned the attitude you had at least in munich was curiosity Mm -hmm. and regardless of where you go if you're curious you're going to discover all these slight differences and then the great thing there is to then just take it and think about it Mm -hmm. do i like this why are they doing this is this better is it worse and at least you're then thinking about it in a non-dismissive way a non my way is the highway type manner
1: non-judgy way it's such a creative stimulator like just getting the imagination going and thinking well wow if they do this and other places do what what do what does this place or that place do or what could be what could be made differently or better in our country by learning from somewhere else
0: right and so I guess our major point of this episode is to hopefully spur you to travel and get out there and see this stuff yourself because as we describe it it may sound vaguely interesting it might not but to hear it is one thing but to actually get out there and experience the differences and interpret things in your way which is different from the way that I'm gonna see it or that Kari's gonna see it is really a key message here because that will then translate to great things if you can have that more open broad mind around how things work in the world that it's not just our way Uh, that's going to translate into great things with teams and business which is what we kind of want to transition this conversation into
1: the the subtleties of what people experience in their own cultures or different countries um when we haven't ever had a sniff of that experience we tend to look upon Anything different with judgment and with um, sometimes even disdain because we don't understand it, and that's human nature. And it doesn't matter whether somebody is a um, is a a parent or a non-parent or a um, a different culture or another. It completely anything different than what we currently know. We tend to judge it as. Something that if we don't understand it, then we're going to lump it into this big bucket of, oh, different, done. And when we do that, we cut off so many resources and so many options and so many opportunities to learn and expand. Um, I used to in Dryden, I used to work in kind of the tourist industry, I guess. I worked in restaurants. I worked in a gas station. Uh, selling minnows and fishing licenses and pumping gas. I worked at my dad's camp, so I was cleaning cabins from tourists, fishermen coming through to go hunt and fish. And 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, my daughter and I went to Turkey to Athens to visit Athens for the weekend. And when we did that, we flew in and it was dark, it was late at night, we'd never been to Greece before and we needed to get get a taxi and go to a hotel and it wasn't the days of Airbnb or vacation rental by owner, we were going to some hotel that was less expensive, didn't know where we're going and we got this taxi driver and this taxi driver was a woman so I I was kind of feeling more comfortable that way that you know me and my daughter were going to get to where we need to go and as we're in the taxi and we're not sure of our surroundings we're looking out the window trying to understand a little more about Athens I make the comment that said oh you know look it's so much like Turkey it looks just like Turkey and that taxi driver heard me say that she just about ripped my head off with slams on the brakes oh my (laughs) gosh I thought she was gonna dump us on the side of the road we're nothing like Turkey, and like there was just some old cultural bad blood from the wars between Greece and Turkey, and it just the judgment, and immediately I was like, okay, first of all, I need to watch what I say, and second of all, I need to get to my destination, but once I was able to reflect on that later, I realized that, you know, that's the same kind of attitude Canadians would have towards the U.S., and the arrogance, and the, you know, this and that, that we perceive Americans to have, and it's, it's not Americans, it's not the individuals, it's just this general um, label that we tend to put on. Even, it's so much so that if we travel to Mexico or travel to Europe, we might say something like, oh no, I'm Canadian, I'm not American, so that we don't get the label of being American. And that's exactly what we felt in that taxi, where everything looked the same, the people looked the same, the language was different, but sounded similar to an outsider, and yet... To the individual, it was just like, don't ever compare me to that other person or that other country. And unless you experience something like that as an outsider, we're going to make these, these broad statements that can really be offensive to someone else. And unless we experience different things... Not, not even just as a tourist, but immersing yourself into a culture. Going to the places that are the holes in the wall. Going to the places that aren't the touristy destinations or the, you know, the places that the the cruise ship barfs off onto land, and and then you only go to those special places that the tourists go to. But instead, you go to the places that the locals go to. You go to the places that the that the um, that are the nooks and crannies of the city and get to know what it's really like or stay a little longer or hike and explore or don't have a predestined plan that's the way you're going to find out what the culture is really like and where people will really step up and support another person because you're a human being not because you're from this place or that place and that's the kind of thing that If you have that experience and you know those things, it allows you to communicate and connect with people in a different way when you're on a team, when they're from a different country. You don't, you can see through the accent. You can feel through the accent and be with that person not based on their color or their accent or where you perceive them to be from and what you think it's like there when you really have no idea. And the same goes to business from a business standpoint you know those nuances you can up level the kind of service to customers because you're not treating them like they are a blank or treating them like they are from wherever the way that we tend to do when we learn those types of things.
0: Yeah you have to think from the business world that you're if you're in business and you're selling anything that you absolutely want to be able to sell the most people possible Mm. and well and to Mm -hmm. do that you need to understand what your customers want and understand your customers so if you surround yourself with a certain group of people you're limiting the creativity and the correct messaging that's going to be developed from that group that may not reach seven different audiences that you haven't included you know if you just think the difference between men and women Mm -hmm. if it was a group of men coming up with advertising thinking about what women want
1: I I don't like our chances
0: (laughs) you know so just at a basis just having diversity between men and women making decisions about company direction and product and marketing and and those types of things and diversity is beautiful and powerful and required it's a global marketplace these days with the internet you can sell to anyone anywhere these days the, the
1: world is so much smaller
0: and in the team environment to get the most out of each other it gets back to that word you mentioned Kari and it's curiosity about somebody who is on your team and different you find out what's important to them and then you can support them and giving them a day off on a on a day that's important for them for a holiday or something that might be affecting them or whatever it may be or understanding dietary restrictions they might have based on something they practice and so
1: yeah that even being
0: open-minded and again accepting of these different things and curious about them allows you to create a culture within a team that's really powerful and it makes me think of that story i told you before about glenn hogue the coach they had in paris where we have a team of we had a guy from you know africa we had guys from the czech republic canadians french spain all over the place and you bring in this group of diverse people and you need to get on the same page yeah and we've got a mission to win yeah but what's going to work for me isn't going to work for the guy who's from tunisia He's got a few different things that make him tick and you can't ignore that. And so, you know, the master stroke, amazing thing that Glenn did was he created, he got a room basically where we trained, where guys could go and play cards, have a drink after practice, have snacks and socialize outside of the gym and the the standard environment where we normally interact in a team where, you know, we come to practice, you see the guys in the locker room, room you leave.
1: Did he force them to play cards?
0: (laughs) Not at all. And, you know... he was never there as well it wasn't a monitored
1: it's for the players
0: it was for the players just to have again an outlet a channel to connect as a group and it was a really powerful thing because the jokes and the things that happen there and and the relationship building that happens off the court has a different dynamic when we're working on the court and Mm -hmm. the intensity is through the roof and you might be screaming at somebody Mm -hmm. and have to be able to but it Separate builds, that. builds but the
1: it, chemistry so that it's not going to cause a mistrust later between the ind- individuals.
0: Absolutely. It just builds understanding yeah. and, and, a, and a place for the team to, to come together. So that's really the goal of this podcast is to just to throw these ideas out to you, out there to, to consider, to mm-hmm. improve your team, to improve your office. To improve. Hire,
1: the, hire the person you think that is – hire the person that you may not understand – because once you learn a little more about them, they might be the perfect person for the role, or or even if you're not gonna hire them, at least be curious about them enough to learn more because they may be able to serve your team or your business in a way that you could never have imagined because it's something that you just simply don't know yet.
0: Yeah, you want them to be able to disagree with you and Mm -hmm. create an environment where that can happen so that you can talk things through and really see the different perspectives and find the best course of action.
1: Yeah, do, do not look for, whether it's business or team, do not look for people who are just going to be, I'm putting these in air quotes, a good fit because then you're just creating more of the same and you've got far less likelihood to truly grow and expand. The growth and expansion comes from diversity. It comes from challenging the norm. It comes from seeing things a different way. It comes from um, positive rivalry, all sorts of things.
0: And really to circle back to have the ability to make those choices, get out there and see the world so that you can broaden your view and be comfortable with it and realize that it's different everywhere.
1: I think we want to travel more. I think that's the message you're saying.
0: Call your travel agent now.
1: You need to pick a number because we're going to do our our question.
0: All right, we're wrapping up then with a question from the great book.
1: Do you have any other things you want to say on this topic?
0: No, I think we've covered it. Awesome.
1: Okay, so So, number. book, Book of questions. Yes. To get to know Paul better.
0: We'll go with number 77.
1: 77. What if we accidentally pick numbers that we've chosen before we'll have to change it right on the fly (laughs)
0: What, what do you got
1: do you feel ill at ease going alone to either dinner or a movie what about going on vacation by yourself legitimately that's the question
0: That is perfect.
1: I know, it's perfect for this topic. Do you feel ill at ease going alone to either dinner or a movie? So first of all, have you ever gone alone to dinner or a movie?
0: Yeah, I've had to on the road for work. I've been traveling and had to go to dinner alone.
1: But have you gone Uh, to a movie alone? A movie, no. Yeah, either have I. Okay. Yeah, traveling, work, you got to eat alone a fair bit. And what about going on vacation by yourself? So do you feel ill at ease going alone to either a dinner or a movie? What about going on vacation by yourself?
0: Yeah, I, I'm gonna rewind a bit to maybe when we had less family, where I might have been able to travel on my own or do something like that. And I don't think I could do it unless the trip had a purpose. I needed to be. I would need to be traveling somewhere to do X. I would need to be going to. Okay, what somewhere if it was to, like to do biking. a certain hike or something? Yeah. yeah. Or some type of activity that had a reason i can't see myself going somewhere to visit solo because i know just how i'm wired that i love to share those experiences with someone so the times i haven't you ever
1: gone on a vacation alone no huh yeah i don't think i have either i know but i I have a good friend
0: my good friend kurt came to visit me while I was living overseas in Germany and took off by himself to go see Egypt Yeah, like I, so he there's a guy who you know the answer is flat yeah absolutely whereas I don't I I, would I wouldn't do, do that I don't I think. would
1: do something like that but I typically wouldn't book it for myself I don't know it's, it's hard to yeah it's I, hard I, to
0: imagine being married and it, it just wouldn't happen for us I don't think
1: yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. So there you go. Yeah, good one. Okay, so right now we have the um, we have a new challenge going on. So feel free to join in, and it's all about um, no plastics.
0: That's right. No this, plastics. This we anticipate will. This is gonna be the hardest challenge of the year, I think.
1: I don't know. February might have been the hardest, but.
0: <laughs> Definitely hard, but this. Plastic is everywhere. I
1: know. I've been watching it. It's on my radar. I've been trying to prepare myself mentally, and I can't even believe how many... It's single-use plastic. So if yep. we are if we have a plastic container that we can use, say, 100 times or whatever it is, we're not eliminating that. But in this particular challenge, we are eliminating single-use plastics. So the things like where you get your water bottle or the thing that holds your lettuce when you buy from the grocery store or the plastic bags at the grocery store or the um, saran wrap to put something away in the fridge like any of those things to pick up dog poop well yeah any of those things like it's it's so we have to rethink everything and uh, it's going to be quite the challenge so if you want to join us then the link is in the show notes and we would love to have you challenge yourself in a way that uh, supports less plastic use.
0: Yeah, sign up for the 1230 Challenge. Again, the link is in the show notes. And get involved in the Facebook group because this is one where we can share ideas we ch- with each other and the support will really help. Creative yeah, the ideas here about eliminating plastic from all of us will make all of us stronger and better.
1: Yeah, the Empowered Top Performers Facebook group. And there is a new 30-day challenge each month. We're doing this all year long. Awesome, awesome. So have a fantastic day and peace out, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening.